What is up? Coming to you live from the Cat House in Montebello, California. It's Dre's Geek Philosophy Podcast. The Monday edition. The March 30th edition. The 167th edition, if you're keeping track at home. The... We are in our third week of quarantine. It is freaking wild in the fucking west and the east and inside and out everywhere. It's uh, it's the 10 minutes late edition. Man. You know, I, I, know I was talking last week about how there's, there's a lot of industries uh, really suffering right now. The service industry, the freaking, the, uh, the entertainment industry, uh, comic shops, P. Molini. Go support your local comic shop. He's setting up a website. Help out our man, Pete Bellini. We got we got to we got to help out the, the local businesses wherever you can. But the one, the one category apparently that is not suffering is video games. Because I I can attest to that today, because at, at the at the at my job at the, at the big old warehouse somewhere in Orange County. We had, okay, let me tell you, normally, on a, on a normal Monday, we usually have about 800 orders, maybe 1,000, on a normal circumstances. But apparently, with everyone locked up in their houses, uh, they're all going to the internet and buying video games. They're, they're buying fitness games, they're buying Just Dance, they're buying all the rhythm games. Everyone's buying. Uh, they can't get their hands in the new Animal Crossing. They're buying the old Animal Crossings. All right. So last week, last Monday, we had three thousand orders, which is like incredibly insane. Today, five thousand. We sold five. We didn't finish. That's why I'm late because we. I stayed at work all the way till like seven fifteen, and that, that's why we're incredibly late today. Uh. It's insane, and the the garbage that people are buying. <laughs> it, it, it's wild. We sold hundreds of copies of Just Dance, uh, but that that's not necessarily garbage. But some we are selling like the weirdest stuff. It is. Just, I, I I don't know if this is like deja vu. I, I don't know if I talked a lot about this last week, but it's escalating. I I, I can't understand it. People are buying. Everything under the sun. We're selling games that we've never sold before. We're we're selling games that we only sell during Christmas. This is this has literally become Christmas 2.0 for us. This this is kind of a it it it's intense. Uh, we're gonna go right back in tomorrow. We have to keep pushing through all these orders. Like people are going on on Amazon buying everything up. Deal Tavern on Amazon. If you want to contribute to this, <laughs> if you're looking for some games, yeah, right, exactly. Rants knock on Facebook Live. One man's garbage is another man's gold. Yeah, that's it's literally that. There, there's all these like weird party games that we're selling that we've never sold before. Like we sold like 30 copies of Trivial Pursuit for the Wii. We we we, we sold. I uh, was it. Uh, 200 copies of Black Ops 2. I was joking how like Activision, they, so my boss, we're a big distributor in video games. He went to Activision and said, hey, can I order more Call of Duties? And they said, no, we don't want to sell any right now, which leads me to believe that even though there's clearly money out there to be had, GameStop wanted to stay open like we talked last week. They want to stay open because people need to be entertained. Either 
adults who are stuck at home, they need to like pass the time either shooting or rhythm gaming or platforming or whatever genre that keeps you happy. And boy, we are hitting every single genre. I, I, again, we were too busy. I, like I said last week, I want to write down all the weird games that, that I saw. Like I normally, like I, I get handed the bat. Okay. Here's our batch. Here's the games you're going to pull. Normally it's like, like I said, it's like, Oh, five to 10 pages. It was 49 pages of crap. I mean, some of it is good games. There, there are good games. Don't get me wrong. We do sell good games, but we're, we're, my boss likes to joke that we are the kings of garbage. We sell the bad games. We, not, not even bad games. It's just games are old. We sell old sports. We sell more old sports games than we sell brand new sports games. Like stuff from like 10 years ago. And people are buying them up. They're buying up old hockey games and old NBA games. Uh, it, it's just wild the stuff that we're, we're selling uh, me, me and my we're, me and my boss <laughs> thankfully there's only a handful of us in, in this in this warehouse which is why we we haven't been shut down yet i we we are awaiting to see if they're if the freaking orange kind of come down like hey what are you guys doing in there shipping thousands of things we're, we're, we're keeping people entertained apparently out in this during this in this quarantine land we're helping people maintain their sanity through through gaming and and apparently helping people maintain their health. There, there's this game. Right there, I just kicked the thing, and now it probably got picked up by the microphone. There's a game that came out back when I worked for Nintendo. Everyone, take a drink. Look, this is even my Nintendo glass here. Um, when I worked at Nintendo, there was a game called EA Active, which is, is honestly not too different from some of these uh, modern fitness games. That are like the people going crazy for that 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 Ring Fit Adventure for the Switch. Which I, I almost bought a copy of because we got a couple of those in, but apparently those things are worth like two hundred and fifty dollars. So I was like, you know what, boss, you go ahead and sell that game for two hundred fifty dollars. I, I'll happily wait till it comes back around to its normal price of like eighty dollars, uh, and buy this uh, fun fitness game that myself and the wife can can play with in between doing yoga sessions. But there's this older game called EA Active, which it put you put a sensor on your forearm, you put a sensor on your hip. And uh, normally we sell we sell a couple of those a day. Amazon likes to buy those from us and sell them themselves. But we directly sold like thirty copies of that thing today, of a friggin' ten year old game for the Wii, where you got to hook up these weird sensors. Which I I had uh, one of the versions. I I, I picked up the, uh, the it used the same technology, the NFL training camp thing. I I did that for a while, but it was murder on my knees. But we sold twenty five or thirty of those things today. Just today I get, that's over the whole weekend people apparently are using video games to stay fit we we sold every copy of zumba that we had for the xbox 360 we we, we sold freaking uh, uh whatever we fits we had left those were gone and and just all these uh you know exercise games people I, i'm assuming people are using just dance i mean uh, I know old Sam Zia and his family. They use Just Dance to to, to do some uh, some cardio. So I'm sure I'm sure that might be the motivation. It's not just to amuse themselves. They might be needing to do some cardio, and Just Dance is just the ticket. But we're we're selling every single year everything from Just Dance two, three, four, 2013 all the way to now. Just Dance twenty twenty. We got all the Just Dances, and the, uh, of the five thousand orders, I'm I'm guessing at least a thousand of the orders were just were Just Dance. It's it's insane to me, and our boss, me and my boss, we're just like looking at each other, like, "What is happening?" Ain't nothing wrong. I'm like, "Great, we're 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 
we're making money. We're, we're supplying people with what they want. We, we, we've, we haven't really changed. It's not like we're not price gouging. We're not like, Hey, let's raise the price on all this stuff. Cause it's in demand. We're just, Hey, we're going to sell it at our normal prices. And it's quite fortunate. You know, one, one of the other coworkers is like, are we taking advantage of people? Like, no, and I was like, Hey, we're not holding a gun to their head. They're, they're stuck at home. People, people need to, you know, figure out a way to get through this, you know, isolation. It's not easy. I, I was telling one of my coworkers where it was, uh, God, it's like eight or nine years ago around this time. Uh, I had sprained my knee really bad and uh, I was ordered by Nintendo to stay home. I, I was stuck at home for two weeks and I went batshit crazy. I went nuts. I was like, all right, cool. I finally have time to play all the video games I want to play. Yeah, I was sick of playing games after like three days. Just, I mean, nope, I, I just got fed up with it. All right, I'm going to watch all these movies I have after another day or two of that. I'm, I'm sitting at home with my you know, my knee all bandaged up. I got to keep it elevated because I sprained it really bad. And uh, I just lost my mind. I remember going back to the doctor. I'm like, I need you to let me go back to work. I don't care if I can barely walk. I'm going to get that big old Stone Cold Steve Austin knee brace, that big old thing with the metal bars and the straps. I'm going to strap that sucker on. I'm going to go back to work because being trapped in my house for two weeks was maddening where I could barely walk, let alone like now like move. I, I, I feel fortunate that I can go to my job and keep myself occupied. For, you know, eight hours a day. I, 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 it's, it's insane. I, I, being cooped up, I, I don't know how my wife does it. I mean, obviously she's very occupied with our wonderful little tiger. But it, I, I, whew, I sew. She sews. She's sewing. If, if you need a face mask, where's my face mask? My wife, if you go to her, I, I, I got to put up a link. Uh, she has, uh, she shows you how to make them. I had the, see made me this mask. Look at this beautiful. It has a, a what were those these whales? The humpback whales. Yeah. There's humpback whales on mine. She's making the mask. If you need a mask, because apparently the CDC is recommending that we wear the masks. Uh, I guess not to protect yourselves, but to protect others, just in case if you if you have it and you don't know it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's the scary part about this whole thing. You you may have it, you don't even know that you have it. My wife, yeah, L.A. Social Club. Now my wife, Rosa Limon. She makes them. She's been. She spent the the weekend making a whole bunch of them and, and donating them to to medical work care workers. But uh, if uh, if you, if you need if you need one for yourself, it's on her Etsy. If you go to etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash uh, Le Club, Club uh, she has masks available for yourself and for for your kids too. Yeah, that that was making we we we. we, we we had a whole bunch of people hit us up for, hit her up, not us. I mean, uh, my, my, my contribution has been a cameraman during her live performances. I, I think uh, I, I did some, uh, some pattern drawing and that drawing with a, with a marker on fabric is a lot harder than drawing on a piece of paper with pencil. Good Lord. But if you are in need of wonderful masks, like this one that my, that my wife waited for me, she has them. You can get them. And they're not all plain. She find whatever fabric she has in her inventory. She's just using it. Well, I, I was really jealous. Some of the kids ones have like really cool, like nerdy stuff on them. Uh, I, I was a little uh, jealous. Uh, TBH. <laughs> that I, I didn't get a nerdy one. I got the whale one, but you know what? I, I'll take whatever I can get from my wife. I, I, I didn't, I, 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 those are for the kids. Uh, I, 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 I did not ask her for what she, she made the, uh, I wasn't like, Oh honey, you got to make me a mask. I'm like, no, I'll take, we're trying to take care of the, 
healthcare workers. Yeah, she she made twenty for 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 one one person, and we and she was uh, she initially we were not asking she wasn't asking for any money back, but then people were just started donating to her. And it's like oh because you know all the all the fabric she's using up her inventory of fabric. She she ran out of elastic. That's another crazy thing. She she ordered some elastic from Amazon. I uh, guess yeah, this uh, this past week, and uh, the estimated delivery date is May. <laughs> I'm guessing it's coming directly from China, because <laughs> it's been it's been shipped, and the the shipping carrier. I I work in shipping. I've never heard of this carrier, <laughs> so I was like, oh yeah, this shit's coming straight from China. <laughs> oh my lord, I, I guess, but the. The 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 um, the sewers of America have all been like out there trying to crank these suckers out. So uh, my my wife's been you know she feels really good now. She she's recovered uh, pretty well from from the, you know, the C section and the pregnancy. She, she, she's back. Uh, she's closer to normal than I've ever seen her. And being able to sew has has, has invigorated her. Has given her life. It's a she she's she's so bright and and and, and glowing now. With the you seeing her behind the, the she loves being at the sewing machine, and so and then and she's doing good and then it's making her feel good, which then uh, therefore using the transit property. If my wife is feeling good, then that means I feel good, and if we feel good, then the baby feels good, and then hey, everything's okay in this house. Can't speak for anyone else, but we're we're doing all right. My um, like I said, my wife's been occupying her time. Uh, speaking of occupying time, like uh, so. Uh, obviously, we we've been isolating ourselves on the weekends. I, I I stay home. I think I, I stepped out to Home Depot get some WD forty for our rocking chair. Good God, that place was a shit show. But on that, we stayed here. So I watched a lot of movies this uh <laughs> this past weekend. Oh yeah, Dang Wong says he's gonna hit you up. He's gonna support the other half of the podcast now since since he he's our our, our proud patron. He's he's gonna he's I think he's he's gonna be heading over to your uh, Etsy and, and order some masks from from you, wife. So we, I, I, man, we watched a lot of movies this past weekend. <laughs> uh, like, uh, first and foremost, it was great because I've been using this, this app called uh, Watch Now, and you, you can you punch in all the apps that you have, like if you got a Netflix or a Hulu or an HBO Now or a Disney Plus, and it'll tell you what's available. And then I, I was kind of just cruising through it, saying, "Oh, what just got added?" And I saw the the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Was just added to Amazon Prime, which hey, look at that! I happen to have Amazon Prime, uh, primarily to, to watch stuff. I, recently, now I've been using the whole shipping thing, but well, it's not so prime right now. But we can watch video. Like hell yeah, because we were in the, the the midst of the of my wife being incredibly pregnant when that was out in theater, so we we weren't going out. I mean, we we. Uh, we, we toughened ourselves up. We went to go see uh, Rise of Skywalker and Knives Out. But beyond that, we're like, nah, none of this other stuff. So we, we fired up a Giant Solid Bob reboot. And uh, if you've ever been a fan, I, you know, I, young me was a, a giant fan of the Kevin Smith movies. I loved, uh, I, I literally had Clerks, Mallrats, and Chasing Amy memorized. Uh, I wore out three VHS tapes. I, I had all those on VHS and then I think I, I did get them all on DVD, and I have the majority of them uh, on Blu-ray. At least uh, most of those, because the, 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 the original ones, uh, you know, I, I didn't buy Red State or uh, I did watch Red State on uh, on demand. Uh, uh, my, my my cool acquaintance Kyle Gallner, one of the stars of that film, 
Now, that was a crazy movie, but uh, like Kevin Smith showing us that he can do a horror movie and the, that 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 not good the tusk. Don't don't ever uh, lowest possible recommendation. If I can tell you to, I don't like to tell people to avoid things, but don't ever watch that Kevin Smith movie Tusk. Poor Justin Long. Poor poor Justin Long. That's just a the tale of a poor podcaster. Yeah, I get that was just some. Yeah, I I think that was out of his podcast where like they they they, they joked about this movie. And then people on Twitter voted for it. Yes, Tusk or no Tusk. And people voted enough. All right, we're going to make this weird movie where a guy gets turned into a freaking walrus made out of human skin. Weird movie. Don't ever watch it. It's incredibly disturbing. Michael Parks is incredibly disturbing in that movie. Yoga Hosers wasn't that bad as part of that weird trilogy. I guess they're they supposed to make a third one. But I don't know if that third one ever got made. I don't know if Johnny Depp was too busy because he, he was in, I think he's in all three of those movies. As a weird private investigator, him and him and his daughter are in those movies. But this Jane Sawab reboot, this is more of a throwback to those first five, you know, like Clerks, Mallrats, Chasing Amy, Dogma, and uh, Jane Sawab Strike Back, and I guess peripherally Clerks too. And yeah, this movie, yeah, if you've ever, if you were ever enjoyed those movies when you were in your twenties, like me. This is this whole uh, reboot movie is a love letter to that. Uh, it, there are references to all of those movies. Uh, it's very self-referential. It's it's self, it's very self-depreciated. He rags on himself literally. They, 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 he, he all the characters take shots at Kevin Smith in the movie <laughs> for who for what he is and for who he is. It's it, it's pretty it's pretty funny. There's this. It still had like that 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 very um, immature humor, but it it, it didn't feel as heavy handed because because like, uh, Rosa and I we watched uh, Mallrats not that long ago, like a week or two ago during the first weekend of quarantine, and then and last weekend we watched Dogma because I uh, I have one of the few <laughs> physical versions. I guess my brother corrected me today that he told me there was a, a a Blu-ray disc of Dogma, but it was apparently not. No longer in print. I guess it was a, a limited. Really, it was only out there for so long. There's a whole long story involving that Weinstein fellow. I guess he owns the movie, and that's why you don't ever see Dogma streaming on anything. Because out, I guess the distribution deal for that was done before the dawn of streaming, and now the, the, it's out of their hands. Because I guess he he still technically owns it. That Weinstein guy. So I guess Dogma doesn't exist except for the few minutes that they talk about it during Jane and Bob reboot. And uh, it, it, I will not spoil. Unless you've already looked up who's in the movie, there's a, there's a whole lot of uh, he brings back a lot of people uh, from his previous movies, and it, it just refers to all all of them. And if truth be told, there, there was a scene where I cried. Uh, uh, and again, like I've been talking about these last you know few months, I, being a dad has changed my ability to watch films. And there was a, a very much of a dad scene. In this movie, and I was just tearing up. I even uh, uh, I rewound it and I had my wife because my wife was she was busy sewing during that part, and I was like, "Nope, you got to come over here, sit down, and watch these like you know these three minutes of dialogue." Because if there's something Kevin Smith can do, he, he can he can string together a lot of words that that can have some emotional weight in between all the dick jokes and the fart jokes. He he, he can hit some emotional depth because you know he he almost died. And I think that's the a lot of the crux of this movie was a lot of him like reconciling that and trying to put together something that's quality and also funny and that this movie was that and 
and then I, I found out that, that there's a, a commentary track. I guess the the DVD release and the, the digital release don't have a commentary track. I guess a lot of movie studios aren't doing that anymore. So in his isolation, he recorded a commentary track that you can find on YouTube. So if you have Amazon Prime, you can fire up Amazon Prime on your TV and on your phone. You can go to YouTube and fire up the commentary. And you can hear Kevin Smith make fun of his own movie on your on your on another device while you're watching the movie I, 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 I going back to the the advent of DVD I've always been a big fan of uh, of director commentaries especially fun ones like a, like a Taika Waititi or uh, there, there was another director who, who would, would trash their own movie while they, you know, while you're watching it. I'm trying to remember who that's one yeah see you Dan Wong. I only watch movies for the commentary tracks exactly yeah so uh, like not nowadays there's not too many. Or they're, they're, they're more technical and they're not as fun. I can't remember who... There was another director who just, just trashed their own movie as they were watching it or making fun of it. it was, uh, I, I cannot recall. I don't know if it was Quentin... I don't think it was Quentin Tarantino because I think he's too, he thinks too highly of himself to trash his own movie. But I think that might be another fun commentary. Either Pulp Fiction or one of those other films where you listen to Quentin talk about his own film. But yeah... There's a Kevin Smith commentary track for Jay and Slump Bob Reboot free on, on YouTube. Just uh, however means, if you have Amazon Prime, you can watch it for free or if you want to go rent it or do whatever people do. If You, you can be like Jai Polidor and probably watch it illegally in some way. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> that, that, that's a, It's always fun when that kind of stuff happens. Something else, uh, I, I threw, uh, we watched a lot of Mel Brooks movies as well. I, I have this big old... Uh, it's not, it's not going to make for great podcasting, but if you're watching this, oh, and then even worse, uh, on Facebook Live, it's reversed, but you can see old Mel's face. I got this big, giant collection I bought years ago, and, uh, back when Fry's Electronics still carried movies. Uh, I got a hold of that thing on sale. And uh, we... <laughs> Josh Trank hating his Fantastic Four. Oh, boy. I bet that's a fun commentary track. That movie was a hot garbage. But we watched, uh, was it, on Saturday, we watched History of the World. And then uh, uh, with I threw on Spaceballs because, hell yeah, freaking Spaceballs. Like, as a child, that was one of my favorite movies. I freaking loved freaking Spaceballs. I, I still do love, like, we were watching Spaceballs. I was like, oh, man, how did they allow nine-year-old me to watch this movie? <laughs> Granted, nine-year-old me didn't understand most of the jokes. I didn't know what a virgin alarm was. <laughs> I had no idea that there were so many like dick and sex jokes happening. I was just too busy laughing at Pizza the Hut <laughs> and guys getting like blasted in the balls. Or my favorite, one of my favorite parts is when uh, a <laughs> when uh, who who who, hired, who put that asshole there? I did, sir. <laughs> Major, that, that, that's that, that's asshole, sir. Major asshole. How many assholes do we have in this ship? Yo, keep firing, assholes. Nine-year-old me ate that. I, I laughed my ass off. I, I, I could, I would, my parents thought something was wrong with me because I was laughing so hard at, at, at that movie. It's particularly scenes like that. And uh, <laughs> just rewatching it, I was just like, because I realized I hadn't watched Spaceballs in a while. It's like, oh man, this is so funny. It's just so ridiculous. Uh, like, and then the being an adult and realizing, I, huh. That, uh, they're, they're just all this, like all these little things in the, in the film that like, I, I I missed as as young Dre. Uh, when, 
when that movie had originally come out. I, I think I have it on DVD. I may have watched it in 2005 or whatever year it was it come on DVD. But I, I want, I'd want to say it's probably been a good 15 years since I watched watched the old Spaceballs. And so, so fun. And then last night, I threw on probably, as I told my wife, probably my favorite comedy of all time. I, 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 I can't quite put my finger on another comedy that makes me laugh as hard. It was uh, Blazing Saddles. A film that probably could not be released today. <laughs> I feel like we've talked about this on an episode of the podcast way back when, but you know that's like probably two to three years ago. Uh, let's talk about it again because I, uh, I love throwing on Blazing Saddles at least once or twice a year. And oh boy, if you've never seen that movie, uh, go watch it. F- find I don't know if it's on streaming. Uh, go find it if you're local. I'll lend you one of my three copies. I, I have multiple copies of that movie. <laughs> That movie is amazing. It, in just that, I can't believe they got away with what they got away with. I, I, I like, God, what year was that? Like, let's, like, I want to flip through my book here. I don't know if it's, it's here. What year it's in? Oh, let, let, let's. All right, again, great podcasting, Dre. Just people who can't freaking see what you're doing. Let's like 1974. Good God. Uh, and then I, I I recall like watching a, a a documentary about it and saying like of all the things that they did in that movie, <laughs> the only thing that the studio objected to, uh, not the liberal use of the N word, <laughs> not the pervasive uh, negative uh, gay comments, not any of the other you know. <laughs> No, the other ridiculousness that was done. No, the biggest problem that they had with the movie was that there's a scene where all the uh, all the ne'er do wells, all the bad guys, are eating beans, and they're all farting. The farting was what movie executives took exception with, and when when they eventually showed it on television, <laughs> holy shit. They took the farting out. I feel quite certain they left all the N-words in. <laughs> but <laughs> of all the things, I guess the 70s, early 80s, you know, obviously it was a different world. That's 40-something years ago. They took the farts out, but left all the N-words in. Different world, right? <laughs> And, but it, I, I am still like upended every time I watch this movie. Just it's just so ridiculous. Like just from start to finish, I just yeah. So you're right, the Daniel. Blatant racism is racism was totally fine in the seventies. Uh, farts uh, way too far. And I, 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 I mean, I think part of the reason they got away with it is just because I mean, Richard Richard Pryor was supposed to star in it, but you know. He had his own, uh, as they like to say in the WWE, his own demons that he dealt with. Oh, ah, oh, that he was dealing with, so he couldn't be the star. So Cleveland Little got to be old Black Bart. <laughs> Speaking of Black, yeah. So after I watched Blazing Saddles, uh, I I never let it get to the menu, uh, at least on this Blu-ray. They uh, there is a uh, there was a TV pilot that they tried to do with Lewis Gossett, which. Louis Gossett Jr., but back then he was just Louis Gossett. 
They tried to do a t- What's up, Kyle Jackson? What's up, my man? You you came and had a great time. <laughs> so I watched this Black Bart pilot. I guess they they they, they tried to do a TV show out of Blazing Saddles. I'm like, what? <laughs> they were just let's try this. Warner Bros. Was like, hey, this movie was apparently very successful. Let's do a TV show where they just liberally just drop the end bomb. And it's like peripherally has anything to do with Blazing Saddles. They change like all the characters. I sat through it and I was like, this was not funnier. Like in none of the credits, you did not see Mel Brooks or Richard Pryor at all. They didn't say based on Blazing Saddles in this pilot, even though it's the same. I was sitting and watching this pilot. Like it wasn't good. A poor Louis Gossett Jr. was he tried his best. But he's surrounded by all these white people and bombing them, and he's giving them the dirty looks every time. And I'm like, they were gonna put this on network television? Yeah, yeah, out of touch executive, clearly. No, Kyle, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've seen Blazing Saddles, Kyle, but good lord, I can't believe they got away with that movie in 1974. Yeah, 2020, if someone tried to do that movie, uh, there they, they would be a backlash. God, I don't think they can even show Blazing Saddles anywhere. You have to watch it in the privacy of your own home if you're going to get away with that film. Much like I did the other day. I can watch this movie at home. Good God. (laughs) But but still, it still makes me laugh. I mean, uh, uh, me me and Ja, I always love doing the line, Hey, boys, I have someone for you. Hey, where are the white women at? Because they're trying to distract the the KKK. Oh, thank you, Kiet. Thank you for bringing that up. Might as well stay out. Oh, I, I, I love the comments. So, our good friend Lamar Harris. He, he was our, our first guest of the podcast way back when. He, he's a frequent funny man. Uh, easy young man, and apparently, uh, so I actually did intend to talk about professional wrestling today as well. Uh, uh, poor Lamar learned that I guess even in 1998 there was still you know racism was still allowed. <laughs> And uh, the D Generation X, uh, old uh, Triple H and uh, the X Pac, the uh, uh, New Age Outlaws, they all put up. Uh, they L- Lamar learned this uh, the, this over the weekend. He learned that uh, that they all put on blackface to make fun of the Nation of Domination, which was led by The Rock, as you know, the, the world's biggest movie star right now. But back then, still just professional wrestler on the cusp of getting into one of those mummy movies. Uh, and they all put on blackface. In 1998, Vince McMahon is a goddamn racist. <laughs> I had so Lamar saw this. Yeah, exactly, Kyle. That does not hold up. X Pac wearing the thing with Mizark, and he's in the darkest of the blackface, and you got. Uh, Road Dog doing below. I was just like, oh man, and I, and because Lamar tagged me in this post, <laughs> and he he's like, put the baby down and explain this. I'm like, Vince McMahon is a racist, just straight up. <laughs> the man dropped an M bomb on television. <laughs> he looked at John Cena dead in the face and said, "What's up, my N word." <laughs> He, he he didn't do the hard R like Jai says. He 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 did it with the A, but still, nevertheless, not cool. And then they walk by Booker T. Poor Booker T, man. Just stand there and, and he did his catchphrase. I tell me, he did not just say that. 
Uh, that's true. The old person on point. Oh, Jason Sensation is Owen Hart. Yeah. He, <laughs> I am not a nugget. <laughs> but yeah, I, I had to explain to Portland. Like, nah, Vince McMahon does not care for for the brother. Like, <laughs> thank you, Kiet. That's Roddy Roddy Piper in in half blackface <laughs> at WrestleMania. Uh, oh, was it? I think it was WrestleMania. I forget if that was at WrestleMania. When he did the half blackface, <laughs> and then uh, I guess uh, I found out later that the, the joke was on him. They they gave him a dye that he couldn't shower out of, so he had to go into the airport in half blackface. Now Vince doesn't like Vince. His brain is stuck in the fifties or something. He just thinks it's funny. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. I, and they and they want and I'm sure WWE wonders why do we struggle with the uh, with, with, with other other with other with non-white people. <laughs> they sent eh, the poor Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> no, not even Eddie Guerrero. I, there was a time in the late 2000s they sent out three awesome Mexican wrestlers on Juan Deere lawnmowers, not John Deere lawnmowers. Juan Deere lawnmowers, and they were called the Mexicools. Hey, Bubba. Hey, buddy. Hey, Tiger. I love you, boy. My my, my wife and my, my son just walked by. I, I, I got it. It was WrestleMania 6. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Vince doesn't, doesn't, much like when Kanye said, George Bush don't care about black people, Vince McMahon don't care about black people. He just, He's stupid. Even uh, poor Booker T's WrestleMania. I, I I sent that to Lamar. Like, yeah, uh, Booker T's WrestleMania 19 match. The whole angle is based on Triple H telling Booker T that uh, <laughs> uh, that's you, your kind of people don't make it. Like, is he telling them that black people aren't champions? <laughs> I don't know if y'all can pick that up. That's a tiger roaring over in the background. Yeah, yeah. See, Eddie made it work when he was riding the low riders, and but I remember Brock Lesnar brought out some mariachis when he was he was feuding with with Eddie. Thankfully, Eddie beat Brock Lesnar for the title <laughs> to make up, in my mind, to make up for that. But yeah, Vince, he 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 loves racism the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, Conan. Yeah, when when Conan was dressed like a, as a cholo over in WCW for the MWO, <laughs> that 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 was that was very amusing. But. Speaking of WWE, that, th- thank you, Kia, for the, that. That, that was actually was a great, <laughs> a great transition there. Great segue. So WWE is is the, in spite of everything that's going on, they're still trying to do WrestleMania, and now it, it's it's a shit show. Everything I've been reading about what's happened because they, 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 apparently they already taped WrestleMania. It's gonna be live to tape. Uh, wrestlers uh, wrestlers aren't even show, some wrestlers are refusing to show up. Apparently Brock Lesnar freaking shouted down freaking Vince for doing it. I mean, I'm sure Brock's still cashing that check though. But <laughs> apparently Roman Reigns, who who just recovered from leukemia uh, last year, so he's Im- immunovulnerable. So he's just like, no, I'm not coming to Orlando where we're gonna have a whole bunch of wrestlers in one place. Apparently some of the wrestlers are sick, so they're having to send them home. And they're just like, oh, we'll just take your temperature when you're walking in. Worked for China. And and so it's just, it seems like a giant PR disaster waiting to happen. I mean, they, they, they took long enough to cancel the, they, 
WWE Vince was playing chicken with the city of Tampa. I guess he was trying to get them to cancel first before he had to cancel. That I'm sure it was had to do some financial bullshit. But now they're 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 taping WrestleMania. They're doing it over two days. Apparently they've already taped Raw. They they're putting stuff on the can because it's just chaos right now. And they're they're trying to keep their product going. And I I I don't blame them. They got a business to run. But you know what? Just stop. Just they're already half their show is like reruns of old shit right now because they, they, they can only cobble together like an hour or two of live product. They're like, all right, cool. Here's the Royal Rumble from years ago. Oh, look, let's watch Triple H and Roman Reigns hump each other for half an hour. Yeah, they they should have just uh, canceled it straight up. But yeah, er, er, Ray is still quarantined. Yeah, Ray Mysterio, poor guy, has, has been quarantined. Uh, the, uh, a couple of female wrestlers have been quarantined. It's uh, just... Lots of, Daniel Bryan doesn't want to go because he, he, he... Either he's afraid he has or he doesn't want to catch it because he want to bring it home to his family, to his pregnant wife and his kid. It's uh, just... Uh, they think, yeah, Rob Gronkowski, future WWF champion. He's the host of WrestleMania. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I know I came on here a week or two ago. I said, oh, I can't wait for this. This is going to be a, a train wreck. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I will watch this out of curiosity. But now I'm just like, I don't even know. Like, I, I, we, threw, uh, we threw on SmackDown this past uh, Friday. So since I don't have cable. I can only watch SmackDown and whatever shows up on the network. And so, like, yeah, like my wife was like, this is like, she was watching and she's like, this is so awkward. I'm like, I know. Like, uh, a couple of the Usos were trying to, like, they did a call and response to nobody because there's, there's no crowd. And I, I guess they, they did it as a joke, but it's still, like, it still kind of just shows you, like, how much professional wrestling relies on that live crowd, on the energy that they feed from it. And so, it's 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 just begun. It's just a bad soap opera now. <laughs> they show this terrible angle where uh, Baron Corbin was throwing that Elias dude off a freaking stage, and it was just like so painfully obvious that they set it up with the crash pad and everything. It just it felt like terrible soap opera. I, I tweeted it out. I'm like they they've gone past the uncanny valley. Yeah, WrestleMania. Yeah, it, yes, Kyle. It is just gonna be one long car crash. It's like. Goldberg was supposed to wrestle Roman. Roman's not showing up, so I oh, know they're gonna stick someone else in there with Goldberg, and Goldberg will eat them in two minutes. And uh, yeah, it's just it's out of control. Uh, I... <laughs> Mania is gonna suck. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Warren, thank you for reminding me that, uh, that apparently uh, the, the Miz, stupid Mike Mizanin, showed up coughing and sneezing. Apparently he was sick. I don't know if he necessarily has the virus or not, but that dumbass is coughing so. Everyone hates that guy. So, yeah, people already hated that dude for a long ass time, and now here he is, freaking dragging up all the hate for himself. It's just, it's it's a tough time as a pro wrestling fan. One of the idiots, fucking Braun Strowman, uh, was talking about how all these independent wrestlers. Oh, if you're not good enough to make money, then you shouldn't be a wrestler. Like, all these independent guys lost their gigs. They don't have guaranteed ass contracts because. A lot of these independent wrestlers, you know, guys who are out there making it on their own, they can't wrestle. Basically, every independent show has been canceled from here on out to who knows when. And God, WrestleMania weekend was is normally one of the biggest weekends for independent wrestling. I mean, wrestling fans are more excited for all the stuff outside of WrestleMania. Hell, it should there be a WrestleMania next year? If we can get to that, it's it's coming here to LA, and I'm I would be more excited to go. To a Joey Janela spring break or a freaking 
whatever a lot of these other if we've got some GCW or some AIW or if all these other a DDT Pro if all these other organizations come out and rent out whatever venues around here and do some crazy shows I'd be super excited for all that stuff but not actually WrestleMania I'd be like nah I'm good on that I'd rather watch that I'd rather watch it with my friends and make fun of it because that's traditionally what me and my uh, my wrestling fan friends we we get together and we just mock WrestleMania. We we uh, our, our buddy JC gets the score sheets and we uh, we sit there making. I remember last year's WrestleMania. It wasn't it was a dog of a show, but we had a great time mocking it. <laughs> we had a good ass time making fun of that seven hour spectacle. Good, it was a goddamn marathon. <laughs> it's just ah, uh. yeah, exactly, Kyle. Yeah, movies and TV shows. Can't do production. I don't understand why uh, WWE or AEW is still going. I mean, I, I know AEW doesn't have a back catalog to throw up, but good God. It's a. Uh, yeah, WWE should just be like, all right, let's just throw up some old stuff. I mean, granted, they can't, like we said earlier, they can't throw up that old Attitude Era stuff because, man, a lot of stuff won't fly. Your Val Venus, choppy choppy, your peepees, your. Uh, I'm gonna just try to think of the most embarrassing things that they did back in the Attitude Era, when uh, when your Beaver cleavage uh, does, does a wife beating angle. Um, hold on, uh, when uh, Triple H was having sex with a with a corpse, uh, poor old Katie Vick. Uh, hold on, there, there's a lot of bad stuff in the past. They they should just throw all that up in place of Raw and SmackDown. I guess in theory it might be more entertaining than the current product, but yeah, there's a lot of objectionable stuff back then. I mean. If you just keep giving me Stone Cold, giving everybody stunners, you know, I think they'd probably get better ratings showing Stone Cold just rip through a whole bunch of people. You know what? Irv, as he watch party on Zoom. We might just have to set up a big Zoom watch party, invite all y'all. We just have a big Zoom watch party. And we throw it on and we just mock it incessantly. We just MST3K that fucking show because this is good that that's the only way it's going to be tolerable if you if you if you try mark henry and may young giving birth to a hand thank you kiet <laughs> there's so much objectionable content back from the attitude era. people look back on the attitude era as if it's some sort of golden age but i remember once i got the network and they started putting up the attitude era raws i'm like oh cool i missed a lot of these because i didn't have cable in like uh, 1998 or 1999 I'd have to wait for my buddy Ryan to record the pay-per-view and bring it down to the, to my comic shop. I'd watch just the pay-per-views. You go back and watch some of those old Raws. Good God. <laughs> Bad. Just, oh, terrible. Vince Russo is a, is a hack. He's a, he's a monster. Ugh. Well, enough about that for now. Well, we may, you know what? We're gonna try. I'll see if we let's let's see if we can organize a WrestleMania Zoom party. Uh, we'll set up a Zoom, invite everybody. Let's just let's just do it all uh, over the internet, and we can just ha have a good ass time. We get Lamar, and he'll be yelling at everybody. <laughs> we have Jai making off color comments. Kiet will correct us when we say something wrong. It, it'll be a great time. Kyle, come on, you 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 can join us on that too. You can. All, all that crazy stuff. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Royal Rumble 2000 when uh, Mae Young went topless. That was horrible. It's it's just bad. <laughs> There's just so much bad stuff. There there was some good stuff. He'd be there. <laughs> See, Daniel, you can go. You know, you not watching wrestling will actually make it much more enjoyable for you because you're gonna not understand what's happening. You're not gonna have the weight of all this bullshit. You'll just be like, huh? Or like, see, my wife. 
uh, I think I forgot if it was uh, I forgot if it was WrestleMania or Royal Rumble or there was some point where my wife totally dropped something where I could I, I can never unsee it now. My wife took one look at the Undertaker and said, "Is that Kelsey Grammer?" And now I can never unsee that. Every time I see the fucking Taker now, all I hear is toss salad and scrambled eggs in my head. Just. <laughs> That's all I hear now. It's not rest in peace. It's Niles. Niles. <laughs> Where's Ross? <laughs> That's all I see now. And she did that with another wrestler, and I still can't remember who it was. Like, I, I, I forgot if, if we were watching some New Japan. And my wife just, like, because she has no friggin' context of wrestling, she, she still, like, she knows wrestling. She loves Lucha Libre. We, we go to Lucha Vavum. <laughs> but when I, when I show her all this WWE stuff or New Japan Pro Wrestling, she's just like, huh. <laughs> and she drops those, those beautiful... Uh, kernels of comedy which is knocked me on my ass I, there was another there was one that was so funny i forgot it it was just like it just it she hit me so hard with another that wrestler looks like so and so and i i was ass over tea kettle <laughs> as stone cold would say i was just like oh i had to take a bump <laughs> and it was just like and, and then to this day I, I i still can't remember what she said i was like i wish i could remember because it was just so goddamn funny it just hit me so hard i must have Gave myself another concussion. And I was like, nope, I can't remember. She can't remember either. I don't know if I have to like, let's just rewatch some New Japan shows. And maybe she'll, she'll just point out, oh yeah, that guy looks like so-and-so. <laughs> let's end the show on a positive note. At least a positive for me. You know, I I, lo- I, I work in video games. I love video games. Uh, I rarely get to play any video games nowadays. I'm a busy man between work and being a dad. But I saw something cool today on the internet. It made uh, young Dre very happy. And it, uh, This year is going to be the 35th anniversary of Super Mario Brothers. And uh, I guess there, a lot, there was going to be a bunch of announcements at E3. But I guess some of the stuff, because there is no E3, I don't know. I, I thought Nintendo would still just do a Nintendo Direct that same week. They'd be like, fuck it. All right, we're, we're, we're still recording this thing. Let's just put it out. They're going to be doing a lot of remakes of Super Mario Brother games. I'm assuming for the Switch, and that way people. I mean, I, I'm and the cynic gamers will say, "Oh, there goes Nintendo," you know, recycling their old content over again for free money. Uh, but the the optimist gamer like myself is like, "Oh, cool! More people will get a chance to play these awesome games," and I am more than happy. To pay for Super Mario Brothers three again, because that's if you watched my recent uh, uh, Dre's Retro Game Minute, I I love Super Mario three. That's just in in my opinion, y'all. Can, some of you love Super Mario World. Some of you love Mario sixty four more. Some of you uh, may love uh, you know New Super Mario Brothers more. I'm not here to take that away from you. I'm here to tell you that Super Mario three is just a seminal experience in my life. Just uh, t- taking it back to freaking. 1990 something. I think it was 1990. I'm not 100% sure on that. I'm sure Kiet Fam will let us know the correct year. If it was 1990 or 1991. Uh, the, the, the first time I saw that weird ass commercial where all the people were chanting Mario, Mario. 
Mario, and then the, 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 the camera like pans out, and you just see it's like America, but it's in the like everyone standing there in the shape of like Raccoon Mario. I was just like, I was, I was in, and then I, I got my hands, I saved up my allowance, I saved up my money, and, and got my hands on a copy of Super Mario Three. I was so freaking excited, I got my hands on it, took it home, popped it into my NES, and I played that nonstop, nonstop. I was like, I wanted the Hammer Brothers suit. That guy, that Hammer Brothers suit. That, that was a, that was my obsession as a child. Because you could only find it in certain areas of the goddamn game. And, I, and, and honestly, young Dre, I love Nintendo, but I wasn't very good. I wasn't good at those games. I mean, yeah, just, yeah, Mario 2. Oh, God, I remember I saved my money for Super Mario 2. I, I remember buying that game at the Swamp Meet and being disappointed. I couldn't get past 4-1. Wow, that game. Even even as an adult, I don't think I can. I don't think I even as an adult, I don't think I can beat that game. But Mario Three, man, oh, the Hammer Brothers suit and the Tanuki suit, all those cool ass suits. And I, I love how the instruction booklet had those beautiful hand drawn drawings of of, of of Mario. Like you know, he's standing there in the with you know when he turns into a statue in the Tanuki suit and he's like throwing the hammer. And you see like back when there used to be instruction booklets and how were that booklet which is so freaking magical to freaking like 10-year-old Dre. It, it's like oh, it just it's a warm blanket. That's what Super Mario Bros. 3 is. Mario 3 is just a warm blanket of comfort. And I, I can pop it in. I, I can throw it on my Switch right now cuz they got that on that on the on that NES whatever if you pay the 20 bucks a year, blah, 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 yada, 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 you can play a bunch of NES games. It's just still fun. I remember, I, I, I think later on as an adult, when I got my hands on a Super Mario All-Stars for Super Nintendo, I, I, I finally beat Mario 3 when I was in college, and I was just so fucking proud of myself. I was like, fuck yeah, I got through that shitty fucking pipe warp. I, I, I went through it hard way. I didn't, I didn't warp whistle. I freaking hard way that fucking game. Fucking, I love Giant World, that, that world's freaking hard. Ice World is a nightmare. I hate Ice World. The 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 pipe world with that level where you had to keep running and keep you had to be invincible the entire time. And if you weren't invincible when you hit that block, the next star wouldn't come out and you would die. It was a challenge, but the game wasn't. That's why I I love when a game is a challenge, but it's not impossible. Where it doesn't punish you. You have to get good, like they say on the internet. And then I worked my way through all those goddamn ships. Cause I remember as a kid, you know, you know. You get the warp whistles, you find out, you know, you get the whistles, you cheat, boom, wow, you, you zoom op- over all the way to World 8, and you get your butt kicked on all the the, 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 the boats. Terrible. Ah, man. But that game, just, even though it was hard, it still evokes such positive memories for me. And I remember the few times I'd get my hands on the Hammer Brothers suit, especially when I was a kid. I would be so excited. I started chucking hammers and then I'd be chucking the hammers over the Goombas and the Goomba would just walk right up to me. I'm like, I'd lose the suit within a minute. Not even a minute. A fool. Young fool. God. Young man. I was a young man. I love it. it see right there. Those formative years, you know, struggling through Mario 1. Gaffine at Mario 2, but then Mario 3. It's such a freaking... That, that game's a piece of art to me. To me. That's a piece of art. It's just, the music is comforting, the game is comforting, even though it's, you know, especially once you get those later levels. When the sun is chasing you down in World you know, world 2, man. Mm-hmm. Ah! <laughs> oh, stupid sun. That giant fish 
swallows you whole. Ah! Dang it. Frustrating, but not impossible. Beautiful, beautiful game design. I, I look forward in like 10 years. I can sit my, 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 my boy, my little tiger down. I'll be like, all right, young man, it's time for you to play daddy's favorite video game. I'm going to hand him a Oh, it's a Hanneman NES controller. Hopefully, I can get it where you can have an NES controller. I might get the the ones for the Switch. I was, hopefully, I can. Hopefully, the Switch will still be going going at, at that point in time. Ten years from now, maybe. I know they'll be on Switch Two or freaking Switch U. I'm sure they'll fuck up after this one because that's what Nintendo does: success, failure, success, failure. They're, they're good at that. They, they're they're good at playing from behind. I want to sit my young man down. Like, all right, Tiger. I want you to play this game. I want you to play Super Mario Brothers 3. And if he doesn't like it, hey, he doesn't like it. I can't make him like it. But I want I, I I hopefully he will see the joy that I that I got from that game. It, it brought me great joy. Might not be the same. It'll be a different generation then. It'll be like maybe 2030. We'd all might be living in this weird black mirror world where I'll have to wear masks all the goddamn time. Who knows? But hopefully, I want to. I want to. I want to err on the side of hope. I'm going to err on the side of optimism. That, that ten years from now, I'll be able to share these experiences with my with my boy. I'm like, when I was your age, Daddy played these games, and he's gonna look at me and say, Dad, y'all played some dumbass games. <laughs> on that note, oh man, Mario Land on Game Boy. That game was freaking hard as hell. Woof. That's some skills, Kyle Q. Jackson. Being that weird-ass alien at the end. Woo! Damn. Mario Land. Super Mario Land. Ooh, I'm going to get my ass whipped on that one. On that note, we'll, 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 we'll do some more game and talk, like we always do every week. Make sure to catch my Dre's Retro Game Minute, where I, I condense stories like that into manageable, bite-sized pieces of three minutes or less, telling you about some of my favorite games. Those are all available here on our Facebook channel and also available on our YouTube channel. We have all those episodes of Dre's Retro Game Minute. A lot of classic episodes of Dre's Geek Philosophy Podcast, all available on our YouTube page. If you just go to YouTube, search Dre's Geek Philosophy Podcast, you'll find a whole breadth of content there. Uh, I'm, I'm Hopefully, we'll get to figure out how to upload the rest of my shows from Facebook onto there. Facebook's been a bit of a pain in the ass lately. So, we'll hopefully get more on there. Social media. At Dre GP Podcast. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. I haven't been posting as much on Instagram. Been posting more on Twitter because Twitter's the Wild West. Hashtag Black Twitter is awesome. I love Black Twitter. It makes an endless supply of, of jokes and, and laughs. Black Twitter is, is the best. Uh, I'm glad I got invited to the barbecue of, of Black Twitter. Um, make sure, check out my Etsy shop. Uh, Etsy.com forward slash shop, forward slash Dre's Geek Philosophy. Check out my wife's shop if you want to get yourself a mask. My wife is hand-making these masks. If you are in need of, of such a thing, Etsy.com, forward slash shop, forward slash Le Meow Club. If you want to get your hands on that through my wife's Etsy shop, all that money, uh, whatever money, yeah, that all goes towards the baby. We're, we're putting that in like a little savings account. That way, when he, when he gets older... Yes, we, uh, my wife is also making adult sizes. I think she might only have the child sizes available on Etsy, but I'm sure she'll probably change it soon to add the adult sizes. I think she might have her 
adult sizes on on this other site called Depop. But I think she's going to be adding the adult sizes to Etsy. Oh, Daniel Wong is at the Etsy shop right now. Uh, I think the only the child masks are available at the moment on the Etsy shop. I think she's going to add them hopefully within the next 24 hours. I'll send you a message, Daniel, once they are added to the um, Etsy shop. Uh, check all that stuff out. You know, the plugs. I, I don't like doing the plugs. I, I feel uncomfortable doing the plugs. I just this, this is a conversation between me and people who want to hear me. I, I don't want to shove stuff down your throat. Like, uh, I always want to be like, oh, sponsored by uh, Video Game Wholesale or sponsored by Deal Tavern. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, someday we'll get sponsors. I, I'm not trying that. I'm clearly not trying that hard to get sponsors. I'm just, I do this for, for all y'all who want to watch. It, it's just a fun show. Just have fun. And then, and like, like I said last week, now I feel like now because of the the world we're in, this is the way we can check in on each other. This is my way of letting y'all check in on me and my family to see how we're doing, what crazy stuff is coming out of my head into the internet for y'all to watch. And then I document it all. That way, my son can be embarrassed later when he sees, Dad, you're a crazy person on the internet. And I'm like, yes, son, I am. I am a crazy person on the internet. It's fun. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you guys next week. We'll be back here again with another episode of Dre's Geek Philosophy Podcast. You have yourselves a good night and thank you. And if you're still listening on the audio version, hopefully there isn't any weird noises. Thanks.